to Heads on the Swivel podcast. Hello and welcome to Henna Swivel. It is, of course, April, which means it is time for our NFL Draft special ahead of this year's draft, the 2021 NFL Draft, which is going to be an absolute humdinger. Um, as usual, it is me, Sam Farley, with my regular co-host. Me, Tom Griffiths. And our producer. It's me, SLG. So look, let's get stuck straight into this. We want to hear your feedback. So at HRAS, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But first, Sam, you're going to guide us through what is actually going to happen in this episode. Yeah, so it is the return of our annual mock draft. Um, In this draft, we will take turns in picking four teams. Uh, Our objective is to pick uh, players that we want. Not we're not trying to guess what the teams are going to do. We're going to pick who mm. we think they should take. Um, we're there are no trades in this format because that will be way too complicated for <laughs> for a podcast and for everyone to keep track of. So we're just going to pick where we are. We can say if we want to trade up or down, but that that's about it. Um, do you want to do you want to just jump right in? Let's get started. I mean, Farley, you are picking for the Jacksonville Jaguars in number one. Who are you going to pick? Um, I am going to pick Sir Trevor Lawrence. It's been destined. Um, Sir Trevor Lawrence. I've been looking I forward really to Sir Trevor. I really hope that Trev. isn't the nickname you're you're giving him. You're letting him have. No, definitely, definitely not. Sir Trevor. Think of something um, better than that. The the greatest Trevor since Trevor McDonald. And I'll be honest. I think most of these picks we kind of go and go through. Maybe talk a bit about the guy, why we like them, why they're a good fit, but. But ultimately, I think this is so telegraphed. Everyone knows this trade's happening. Sorry, this uh, selection's happening. I don't really need to say much. Best QB in the draft. Been a blue chip prospect for some time since he came out mm. of high school. The Jags need a QB. I mean... As a prospect, <sighs> best since Andrew Luck, really. And yeah, clear number one. Yeah, I don't even need to spend any more time on it. It's, it's on. definitely happening. So, so two is where I think we're probably going to differ from... Well, we're differing from a lot of the draft experts and we might be differing from where the draft goes because I'm picking Justin Fields. Oh, God, goodness sake. I'm going to rip up the piece of paper already. Like I'm going to have to start thinking again. How did you not know that was coming? Like You know you know, he loves Justin Fields. Bloody disaster. Um, I, I think that... We're, so we're talking here about Justin Fields versus Zach Wilson and I think that the, the things that sell it for me are the level of competition that Justin Fields has faced against rather than Zach Wilson. Both of them, I do honestly believe, are elite level QB prospects. I just believe in Justin Fields more than I believe in Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has, in my opinion, a lot more unknowns about him, about how he'll step up. Uh, he played for BYU in a conf- well in a schedule where they constantly were the best team. So it's kind of in a similar vein. It's kind of like um, evaluating an Alabama or prospect as a QB. Like he's always got the best players on the pitch, and he also doesn't come up against the best cornerbacks or the best safeties or the best defensive linemen uh, when he's playing for BYU. So there's, there's a larger jump there. So I, I'm w- I'm with you on this. I, I, aside from the epilepsy, that is a concern for me. But besides that, I I think Zach Wilson is. Is people to search at Chris Sims yet again, searching for the next Mahomes, yeah. just trying to find some guy with a massive arm. And I, I think mm. people are like maybe looking a bit too much into what he could be and not what the actual evidence tells you yeah. they are. As, and I and feel that's the thing, just the second guy there. As a prospect, Mahomes was a top 10 pick, but he wasn't a top five pick. And I, I genuinely believe that is where he should have been drafted as well. Obviously, in hindsight, you're like, oh, why would you do that? That's crazy. He's clearly the best QB in the NFL mm. right now. Why do you not take him number one overall? But coming out, it's it's a similar thing. Like you have, There are so many unknowns about Mahomes coming out because of the system he played in and everything yeah. like that. And he was fortunate to get one of the best situations to go to in the NFL as well. Like. Um, yeah, so I and think Zach that... Wilson's going to get the Jets in in real life, most likely. So we'll yeah. see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, I, I I honestly hope that whichever quarterback the Jets draft, I genuinely hope they're a success because it is tired seeing the Jets as somewhere where QBs just go to die. Yeah, they've got a terrible, terrible form of uh, right. first round quarterbacks. Fields Fields is in at two. He's in the book. Uh, he's been yeah. selected. So. Tom, you're on the on the board for the Niners. You're on the clock. Yeah. Who are you taking? Well, I'm going to, have to, to take the next quarterback available. As, as I said, I was hoping that Fields would, would be there. I, I do think that that's 
why the Niners have made this move to move up to three. I think that they are very hopeful that they, they land fields. And this, as SLG said at the start, you know, we're choosing players that we would pick rather than we think are going to be picked. And I do think that the, the Niners are highly likely going to have the option to pick fields at three. And I think that that will be the selection. But in our, uh, in our mock, that's, that's taken away from me, cruelly ripped away at the, uh, the last moment. So, look, they're taking a quarterback. Said it before, they've got to make an upgrade at the position. Uh, and that's why they've moved up and, and, and given away so much. So I am going to take Zach Wilson at this at this selection. Um, look, if you were to be faced with a situation where Fields does go to, I'm generally interested as to what what happens. But I think the Niners have to have to upgrade the position. I think whilst clearly Fields is it's difficult, isn't there? There seems to be a lot of a lot of mixture of chat really i mean he's got the um he's got the record at ohio state but i think that there, there seems to be some mixed messaging as to whether he's somebody that that could fall in the draft as i said i don't think he is going to go beyond the, the niners at three um but i am going to take the the riskier pick i suppose as we talk about copycat leagues and trying to make that kind of glory pick but yeah wilson would be the selection for me i think the niners have to take a quarterback yeah i completely agree with you there um i think i think that in in everyone's book, Zach Wilson is at least the third QB, um, so, um, and in most is second. So I think taking him there is a good fit, and you have stayed away from some other dubious QBs who probably don't deserve the place that they're being talked about. Who is not who I'll be picking next for the Atlanta Falcons. Who I'll be picking next is maybe someone who might be a bit of a surprise, and I think is someone who will go for no matter who owns the pick, and that is Trey Lance. I think that as a QB prospect, um, so we're starting to get into a territory where you've got a lot of teams who need a QB. Um, so likely you'll have teams like the the Pats, the Broncos, um, and a few other teams wanting to trade up to get that pick. I think that Trey Lance is a really good QB. There's a lot of unknown about him because of his level of competition and because of the fact that... Um, he only played one game last year because the 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 division of football he plays in, which is um, the FCS, um, they their uh, their season got changed to, to the spring because of COVID. Um, so he's barely played in the last year. Um, mm. However, um, before the season, he was number three uh, QB with Zach Wilson kind of displacing him there. I think that it has a ceiling. Um, he's an incredibly high ceiling prospect. And a fit like the Falcons is great. The Falcons will probably never get a chance um, to kind of lose this many games, or at least not in the next few <laughs> years, and get as good a replacement for Matt Ryan as Trey Lance. And so while they are number four overall, I think they absolutely have to take a QB here or trade down. Trade I down think this is, is the most interesting pick. I think you, I'd be shocked if the first three picks weren't all quarterbacks. Yeah. And at four, and we discussed it last season on the podcast, that I'm still in two minds with the Falcons. You know, they, there's a lot of pieces that they need, um, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Clearly not the value at four. I still think there's some juice left in the tank for Ryan. So I, I do, I'm conflicted as to what they do, but I don't think adding a, you know, okay, fine, a Kyle Pitts maybe, but I'm not sure adding someone like that moves the needle. Yeah, if, the, if there was an elite edge player... Um, yeah then then maybe they go like if you have have a miles garrett if you have a chase young coming out this yeah. year i think at number four that pick makes a lot of sense but there is no guy like that this year so i think they have to go qb in terms of just picking where the value is or trade down as you say yeah or trade down i think um, they trade down i i i think they probably should there's and be in a range where they can pick up two kind of first round talent um defenders um, so I think you can you... see that as well. Sorry, just quickly in a situation yeah. where the player who we haven't named yet, who the Niners have been rumoured, maybe might, they might take at three. If Fields is still available at four, you know, maybe you see a maybe oh, you see yeah. a team coming up then, and the Falcons are able to kind of Falcons have got Look, if, on if, defense if, some serious if Fields, holes. If Fields drops to four, either the Falcons will be absolutely raking in the picks, or they absolutely have mm. to take Fields. Like I, I think that. The price someone would have to pay to get Fields away from the Falcons would be have to be huge. Um, but mm. yeah. I think there is a team that's going to trade up to that fourth spot, and I think it's going to be yeah. New England. I, All I, the way I to hope, four. I hope, yeah. I hope it. I hope it is New England. 
um and i would be equally as i'd be more happy with fields but i'd be very happy with trey lance i Mm. would be less happy with a certain other qb prospect (laughs) um tom you are picking next for the bengals uh where are you going here there are quite there are i think there are three really um good picks you can make here let's see if you manage to find one of them so the bengals at five this is an interest an interesting one uh, I think that there are a number of, uh, as Sam said, I think there's a number of kind of options here on on the on the table, and they're very very likely to be faced with a scenario where they can pick the best player that isn't uh, a quarterback, having secured Joe Burrow one overall last year, and and that's the theme of my pick. I think you've you've got to do what you can do to protect the face of the franchise. So I am going to take the boring way out with the Bengals. I'm going to pick an offensive lineman. I'm going to take the best one on the board, and and that is by all accounts uh, Panay Sewell. Uh, I think look, there there are arguments here to to take a skill position player, um, whether that's a a Kyle Pitts or you take the kind of best receiver as one of the best receivers available. Uh, but I think the, the 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 Bengals receiving game, you know, they we've said they do need to add some kind of skill position players, but I don't think it's as it's as awful there as as maybe suggested. I think they've got a couple of couple of good receivers in Boyd and the guy whose name I've completely Higgins. forgotten. Thank you, T. Higgins. Uh, so I'm not so desperate for the Bengals to kind of make that that selection. I think shoring up uh, Joe Burrow, making sure he doesn't turn into one of those quarterbacks that spends his first four seasons flat on his backside is the most important thing for the Bengals. So so I'm going offensive tackle uh, and I'm taking Penisiul. Very good pick. Uh, so we now have Sam Foley uh, picking for the Miami Dolphins, and you'll be getting you made both. Very pick- easy for me. You'll yeah, be getting both picks easy, as well for the Dolphins. Yep. So for the first Dolphins pick, I think what they need more than anything now is an absolute playmaker to just do bits for for Tua, and there's only one for me. It's Jamar Chase. I, mm. I think he's. I think he's going to be really good. I've been really looking forward to him coming out. Um, I think we talked about it probably about a year ago, Sam, after his, well, his only season. Oh, yeah. But then... Yeah, yeah, no. I, we, we were talking about it alongside the class of last year. And, and... I said then that what I what I maintain now is Jamar Chase is better than every single one of those uh, receivers who was picked last year. Do you, I, yeah, I, I hate to say in, I, in, I, I really he, he hate was... to agree with you, but you are right. He's a bigger impact at LSU than Justin Jefferson. Um, so there's a very easy comp there. Like they, they literally played in the same offense with the same quarterback in the same year. And Jamar Chase was the guy, despite being younger. Um, yeah, I think I, I think that says a lot. I think as well, when it, when it comes to so, somebody like Jamar Chase, his like breakout age, well, there's going to be somebody that we're going to talk about in a bit who, in that position, who's who's shown so much brilliance but has a huge amount of red flags but with Jamar Chase there is there's no red flag he he looks like as good a prospect as you could possibly see like I've been I've been watching his film this last week just as a bit of a bit of kind of research for something I wrote and I I just think he is he's one of those you can't miss kind of guys and I think two is going to absolutely love him and I think that is just if I, I can't see him going past six in the real draft I'd be I'd be I'd be no. amazed. I, I think I think unless you get multiple teams trading up and you get five QBs in the top five, I mean, even then, I think Jamar Chase is probably the next guy. But I think that if the Dolphins are still there, I think that's who they definitely take. Definitely. All right, Tom, you're up for the for the abysmal Lions who pretty much need a player in <laughs> every single position. I, I thought I'd give you this because of how, how critical you were of everything to do with Matt Patricia's Lions. So, yeah, Tom, here's your you. here's your Very chance to help you. them with a fresh start. Well, as Farley says, you know, they, they need pretty much everything and they're in they're in cap hell for the next uh, the next few years with some of the, the numbers that they've got on the books. I think as we discussed very briefly, this is a, a prime trade spot for me. From, because of what we've mm. said, you know, they need so much uh, that I think there is an opportunity for them to kind of trade out of this pick as a team coming up for, for a quarterback or actually, you know, Pitts. Pitts is now still available, you know, falling falling towards the back end of the, the, the top 10. I could see a, a team possibly coming up for him, but no trades are, are allowed. So, I mean, this the wide receiver room here in, in Detroit is a shambles. 
Uh, and that's that's saying something. I mean, they lost Golladay in, in the off-season. Uh, a guy, you know, Farley and, and perhaps latterly myself, um, to give him some credit, you know, big, big fans of Kenny Golladay. Marvin Jones has moved on. They need, they need a receiver. Uh, so I'm going to, t- I'm going to pick a, a receiver out of Alabama uh, for the Lions. And don't worry, Farley, it's not the one you're, you're, you're worrying. I might be picking. Uh, I'm going to take Jalen Waddle um, for, for, for the Lions. As I say, I think bringing in Jared Goff. Got to get the guy some weapons. I mean, the weapons in in, in Los Angeles were, were far superior. Um, and you've got to find him a pass catcher. With Hawkinson already in situ, I think we're looking for a, for a good second year from from a Hawk. I don't think they go tight end here. So get get an outside player. Uh, so yeah, Jalen Waddle from from the Alabama Crimson Tide for me. Okay, you so know it's what? On to me. I, I Sorry, just quickly on. on this pick, I. I um... I do like that pick. I like your reasoning for going receiver. My only thing is, is I would absolutely be taking Carl Pitts here over Jalen Waddle. Yeah, um, in terms purely, of best player available, yeah. Purely best player available. Also, I think that I, I'm hesitant to say the impact that Jalen Waddle by himself can have on an offense. I think he'd work well with with Hawk. Don't get me wrong, but I think. I think the the appeal of someone like Carl Pitts is I think you can play him as a receiver. You can you can literally yeah. play him as a wide receiver. His best comp in terms of his physical size, speed as a pass catcher is probably Mike Evans rather than a tight end. Uh, it's just the fact that he ha- so happens to play tight end. He's not a big blocker, so definitely not be occupying the same spot as Hawkinson, who is a yeah, proper kind of out. old school tight end, but with incredible catching ability, obviously. Um, so personally, there I would have gone Pitts, but I, I do I do think that the area where you focus there, I think that yeah, I think that if you want Jared Goff to have any success, you need to give him a pass catcher. Yeah, I mean I would have loved to have picked Pitts. I mean, absolute animal. The the you know running what is he six five two forty five running a four four four. It's kind of like you know, Vernon Davis. Kind of I remember back in the day him coming out from the tight end position. It's that level of athleticism. So yeah, totally agree with you. Just felt you know with with Hawk, but yeah, as you say, you know you'd split him out. So yeah, no, totally fair reasoning. But I think I think Waddle is a top class playmaker. For for me, so I've moved on to the Panthers now. For me, yeah. I could take Pitts. I think that would definitely be a player that would I'd be tempted to if I was there. And that, if that other QB had been drafted a bit earlier, I would consider taking Trey Lance if he fell this far. But he hasn't, so it's going to be Rashawn Slater. He's pretty mm. much consensus the next next O line off off the uh, off the rank, and I think you know whether it's Darnold, whether it's uh, Teddy B under center, you need somebody to protect. So I think it's got to be got to be him there, um, just to kind of keep the keep that QB upright. So. That's that selection. So, Tom, you're... No, Sam, you're no, on for the Broncos. Me. So, the Broncos, for me, are a tricky pick. Uh, what they desperately need is a QB upgrade from Drew Locke. <laughs> uh, I've, I've seen enough. I think he's done. Um, my issue is I don't think that Mac Jones, who is the next QB on the board, and rightfully is the next QB on the board, I don't think that Mac Jones is a top 10 pick. I don't. I think I think he's he's got value towards the back end of of the first round i think that if he falls to the pats at 15 i think i'd take him there but i wouldn't be particularly happy about it but i certainly don't think he's a top 10 pick um i now have the issue of carl pitts is by far and away the best player left in this draft but i really think that that is probably one of their strengths with with no offense and and the receipt and they've got uh judy they've got um oh god i can't remember Sutton. Sutton coming off I, the ACL. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously there's a bit of doubt about Sutton coming off an ACL as there always is about people. KJ Hamler's not too bad either. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of receivers. and Tim while, Patrick. Yeah. Um, I just really don't think I can take Pitts here. So I've got to go for either... I'd probably have gone Slater if he was available. Um, but I'm going to go for someone who I think that would be a really good fit. And that is Micah Parsons. Um, the linebacker out of Penn State. Um, I think that in in Fangio's system, I think he lacks right now that middle linebacker to kind of hold everything together. And that is where I see him playing. I see him playing in a similar role to uh, Raquan Smith um, in in Chicago. 
I think that yeah. I think that Michael Parsons is is his guy there, and yeah, that'll be a pick that he'll be really wanting. Right, Cowboys. This is really difficult now because it, it, I know we're not supposed to be deciding what they will do, but with Carl Pitts still on the board and Jerry Jones in the in the hot seat. I really do think if this is the scenario, then that's the selection. Um, having said that, this defense was an absolute disgrace last season. Uh, they, they've got to do something to, to shore up that that defense. And I can't believe that Pitts is going to fall outside the, the top 10. But I'm going to go secondary here for, uh, for for the Cowboys. I think they definitely need they need, definitely need a cor- definitely need a corner. Uh, Corner is an interesting position in, 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 in this draft because I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to the player, but I think the, the consensus pick for the best corner available if, if injuries uh, weren't a factor is uh, Caleb Farley. Uh, but I think that that is a factor and that is going to bear into the, the, the selection at, uh, at this pick. So uh, let's take uh, the, first of, um, the first of two, I think, NFL... Uh, Former NFL players' sons in this in this draft. I'm going to take uh, another Alabama player, uh, Patrick Sertain the uh, second. I think the Cowboys would say got to go defense. Uh, you could see again, you know, linebacker being being a selection here, possibly an edge rusher, but I don't think that the the value at this point is is there for a top ten selection. Uh, so yeah, give me Sertain out of Alabama uh, to try and shore up that secondary. Yeah, I mean, I I do think you're right. I think absolutely they take uh, pits there, but that that defense still needs a lot of work doing. And you're right. I can't believe Pitts has somehow fallen out of the, our, our top ten, and is definitely an oversight by us. We're no by no means saying that he's a bad player. <laughs> I just think yeah, when it comes to when it comes to need and, and positioning, I think as a as a group we've kind of valued that because of the needs of players of of teams rather. Um, uh, especially uh, the Broncos and the Cowboys, I think that yeah he might just fall um, a bit. Okay, so now we have the New York Giants. Farley, this is your pick. Um, do do the do the Giants need a tight end? Well, I mean, Evan Engram can't catch, so they could probably use one. Uh, no, they don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do what I'm about I can't to do. Can't believe this. I am. What I'm about to do is. It's horrific, and I'm very sorry. Look, everything is telling me. So I wrote, I wrote something for for work today because Devonte Smith is the current favourite to be taken by the Giants, and I think that's just a ridiculous, ridiculous idea, given given the talent they have there, Golladay, Shepard, and uh, Darius Slayton. I I don't know where people are getting that from. Hmm, interesting. I don't want him. I I like Pitts. I really like Pitts, but. I, I, and I know I need an offensive lineman, but I am not sold on Daniel Jones one little bit. And although I don't think the guy I'm selecting is very good, I think he is going to be a backup within five years. Before he's out of that contract, he'll be on a bench somewhere, um, soaking up soaking up the rays, getting some cash. But for me, I'm taking Matt Jones to the Giants because... I, it's more more an indictment on Daniel Jones. Ah, oh, there's gonna be two Joneses. I hadn't even thought of that. That's awful. Uh, we Darren we Mack. will say Jones will be at QB for the Giants next year. Yes, <laughs> there'll be a Jones under center. Um, look, it's not it's not a nice pick. I don't. I'm not proud of myself. But ultimately, <laughs> it's, not, it's not big. It's I, not clever. Yeah, I can't. I can't be dealing with Daniel Jones anymore. All right, so. Next up, we are going to get the Statman in, and the Statman's going to pick for his Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, so just got off the phone with the Statman, and he has taken the for, the, for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. He has taken Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith's fall ends here. Um, Farley, I know you've got very strong opinions about Devonta Smith and his red flags. So, why don't you take this pick away? What do you think? <sighs> Okay, the guy. The guy is undoubtedly incredible. Uh, I I wrote this in something today, but what he did in the in the college playoffs, his highlight reel from from those games alone is better than most players have in their entire career. But there there are a couple of serious issues that I think 
are like need to be kind of talked about. And I, I'm not breaking any news here. I think it's widely known, but his weight is is so low. He's six foot and 166 pounds. Um, to put that in context, he's nearly 20 pounds lighter than Jamar Chase, who's two inches shorter than him. He is skeletal to the point, it, like he looks ill. Um, it's a bit the, rude. The, I mean, I'm 160 pounds, so don't don't be too mean. <laughs> but you're not you're not six foot, and you're not going to be smashed by absolute athletes uh, constantly. But the the kind of so he he's shown in in college he has really good speed, probably better than it might look. Actually, great roots, great hands, great player, and uh, Heisman. Like we, I mean he he has the he has the ability. There's no doubt in that, and. I know it's a bit outdated to think small people can't play in the NFL because they can, but for him and the other so the other thing that is a big issue is his kind of age breakout. He's twenty two years old now. Four years was it with with Bama? Yeah, like historically going back, players with that breakout age don't do particularly well. When you combine that with the other out, uh, the other issue of his size, again, players don't do particularly well. He would need to be an outlier of historic levels to be worth a top fifteen pick. I, I, I hate to potentially even a first round pick, and I, I think he's got the ability to be good in the NFL. I think he will be good, but he will be considered ultimately a bust because I don't think he will live up to the value that you'd expect from a guy who's going to be picked as early as as he will be. Um, Mm. Which is a shame, but I just don't... I think it's madness for anyone to take him. Absolutely mad. I, I don't think I share your concerns about his him surviving in the NFL because you look at um, you look at undersized guys and you look at someone like Marquise Brown and yeah, I and that's... I know the speed and the size are slightly different with the two with, with Smith being slightly slower and, but slightly taller. But I, I do think that there is definitely a role that he can have in the team. Now, granted, this is why he hasn't gone top 10, because I don't think at that height and weight in the NFL, you can really dominate. And that's what you expect from a receiver you're taking in the top 10. That's what you expect from Jamar Chase. You expect Jamar Chase to go out there and dominate. But I do definitely think that as a player, he can have a very successful career. Um, Just he won't be your typical number one receiver that you've you've seen before. and it will also, I think, at his height and weight, it will take him a little bit of time to get adjusted to the NFL because, yeah. But players are getting better and better, especially undersized players are getting better and better at not taking hits. I know it's a very different position, but look at Kyler Murray. I mean, 10 years ago, you'd say Kyler Murray as a first mm. overall pick would be the most stupid thing in the world. And he was he absolutely deserved to be picked where he was. And has has shown on the football field why he is able to survive at his height and his weight, and that's because he doesn't take hits at all. Uh, I think, yeah, sure, a receiver is more open to it, but you watch Devonta Smith play, and he doesn't take those hits, and it, it's a skill that he has. Um, he doesn't, and- but I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think he's going to go out there on the first play and get smashed and end up in in IR on IR. Yeah, yeah I, I know but what you're I, saying. I think it's the guys he's going up against. They're compared to college. They're quicker, uh, stronger, and just bigger in every way. And I, I feel like he, that's going to be an issue where he's just the ability to get off that he did did so well previously. He's still going to have that to a degree, but it's just not going to be anywhere near as easy. I, I think he's going to really struggle for like I think his rookie year is going to be an absolute write off. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I. I really don't like the pick to the Eagles as well. I just think that I don't know. I feel like they have other places to go, um, especially with Ragor. Like, yeah, well, they have they've got pieces at the receiver position, and I think what they lack actually is a big dominant receiver. Um, Somewhat in there. And you look, you look at who that is in this draft, and you say that arguably that's uh, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Um, who's a bit of a bigger bodied guy he isn't huge but he is like he plays with a big frame and he goes out there and dominates um so yeah uh but but the stats man an eagles fan gets who he wants uh devon smith and he might prove us all wrong so now i am gonna have to take uh carpets with the charges they lost yeah. on to henry makes a lot of sense he fills fills a hole 
and you give a weapon to uh, to Herbert. Um, potentially, you should be upgrading the 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 offensive line here as well. But the talent level of Pitts means that I can't look anywhere else. Yeah, I think that's I totally think that's agree. a no I think that's a no brainer. Uh, it becomes a scary offense. I think they're in. Uh... In Los Angeles, yeah. all of a sudden, especially yeah, especially if Herbert continues to develop in the way he has and starts to win games. Yep. So on to me, oh, on to me with the the Vikings. The Vikings. Then uh, it's an interesting selection. I think the key the key thing for the Vikings has got to be to improve improve the pass rush. Uh, only twenty three sacks last season. It's an exceptionally disappointing number. So a few kind of options here and perhaps in, kind of interested in in the guy's thoughts on, on on some of the names so i think you've probably realistically got two maybe three players that they'd be looking for uh in terms of improving the, the pass rushing game so you've got a couple of players out of miami and Jalen phillips uh, who had a very good kind of pro day pro day workout was was quite impressive there uh, gregory russo and then you've got the uh the chap out of michigan whose name i'm going to make a right dog's dinner of uh do it, do it for me, SLG, with a quitty pie. Uh, quitty pay, pay, I think. I okay. think. Apology, apologies, That's apologies to, to me quitty for my uh, poor ability there. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those, one of those three players if they land up in 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 this position. Uh, perhaps the first, the chaps on thoughts there. I think you know what, what are the the differences between these these players, and and what do you think the selection would be if we did go for an edge player? Here? Uh, for me, I think I've got uh, Quitty Pay as my first yeah. guy in as as an edge player. Um, I think also is someone who's just a bit more of a, a dominating force all round. Um, I think that I have uh Jalen Phillips and Gregory Rousseau slightly later in the draft. I think. Um, but yeah, that that's just kind of roughly where I have them. Um. I'd probably be going pay here. Farley, any thoughts? So who are you? Not really. I think there's, with these guys, like I said, kind of off the call, with the defensive guys, I feel like I'm not totally there this year. I feel there's a lot of guys, especially especially when it comes to getting near the trenches, that I've, I'm not overly sold on. So for me, it's very much a, a bit of a Russian roulette. Yeah, so let's make the selection. Let's make the selection. Then Critty Pie, the selection uh, for the Vikings at 14. Okay, uh, for the Pats, I, for the record, would be taking Mac Jones here if he fell this far. Um, none of the other QBs in the draft are worth reaching for here. Um, because of the improvements being made on offense, I, I, I could be going defense. Um, now, I have a question here of as to have I completely given up on Nikhil Harry here? <laughs> because if I have, I there's uh, Rashad... Uh, Bateman, yeah, uh, the the receiver who who has a similar ish game um, of being a physical receiver who can go out there and dominate the ball in that kind of exposition. Um, but I think there's there's now a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, um, and uh, there are two positions I like. There's either inside linebacker. There are a couple of do it all inside linebackers who play in a very Belichickian way or could be deployed in a very Belichickian way um, or there are a couple of corners left and I think that the value here is saying corner um, Sam before you make this pick I agree with you the value is a corner but I'm sorry the Pats need the Pats need a pass catcher I, no, I, I need take, playmakers. I take a tractor out there with a little bag on the back that oh offence was, was stagnant Unless this is I, all a plan for, to tank for the first next year, I—I'll be honest. I don't see anyone with value with particular value here. I think it is slightly high uh, for Bateman. Um, mm. I think that his his value is five, ten picks down the line. Ultimately, here I'll be trading up and going for a QB. Um, but if we're here, I think we take best player available, and I, that isn't Bateman right now. That is either one of um, Farley or Horn, and I think. Um, I think I'm going for Horn. I think I'm going for JC Horn. His his body of work has impressed me a lot. Uh, he's played against some. He plays in the SEC and has played against some of the best uh, receivers um, currently in the SEC and going into the NFL. And has acquitted himself well and has shown progress and growth. 
Uh, so JC Horn is someone that I like as a potential replacement for Stefan Gilmore, who I don't think is getting another contract with the Patriots. Thank you very much for that choice. Uh, you made the right choice in my view. Uh, right, because so you're you've allowed... going Farley here. Yes. E- e- and did Farley you really Farley. want Farley? <laughs> I-, I wanted Farley to slip all the way to the Jags' uh, next pick, but but no, I just think it's a simple choice. I think part of me is tempted to go Bateman, you know, just because I kind of I kind of want to see the, the Cardinals just go all out uh, on receivers. But no, I think Caleb Farley's just the, the sensible one here. He's had back surgeries, but I just think they need they need an upgrade. I just can't see him being I can't see him being on the board anywhere past sixteen in real life and he's yeah. he's mm. not in this one either. I think that I think the cards you make a good point. Like, I think they do I think they could use something opposite hop. I mean Fitz is Fitz coming back? I don't think Christian Kirk I mean, Christian Kirk's a slot guy. I think they definitely could use another weapon in addition to in addition to Hop for Murray, but yeah, again, similar to, to SLG's point before, you know, is the value there? A lot of the receivers have gone. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a pretty good pick. There there is a particular receiver who I'd be targeting on day two. Um and I'll come I'll come to it after the draft if he doesn't get taken on day one. But there is there is a guy I have in mind who I, I want the Pats to go after. I think I know who it is and I'll go draft them if it's who I think. Okay. Well we'll see. We might be wrong, so, we might not be on the same page. Caleb Farley, you've got him there. Now I've got the Raiders and the Raiders need help everywhere. Literally everywhere. I look at their team and I'm just I'm I'm staggered by like they don't have a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, but they just don't have any any real position outside of tight end and running back. Where I'm like, okay, that's fine. I can leave that alone. Mm. So because of that, I'm literally looking and seeing, okay, who's who's the next guy off my list? And a guy I really like is Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa out of Notre Dame. He's an uh, inside linebacker, but is just super athletic. Can be played kind of anywhere. And the NFL is a copycat league. You look at what um, you look at what uh, the Bucks did well on defense, and it was Levante David and Devin White. And Damn um, straight. Owusu can can have. <laughs> I. <laughs> I've done well. I've done well. <laughs> you have done well. I'll give it to you. Um, but yeah, copycat league. I think that um, Awusi Kuruma will be the guy, um, and can kind of play that Devin White role. Has that kind of level of athleticism, maybe without that kind of top end ability. But yeah, that's that's who I'm going for there. Farley, you have the second of the Dolphins picks. Obviously, you went Jamar Chase uh, at number six. Uh, where else do you think the Dolphins need help? I think I'm going. I think I'm going to shock you here, and I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to pick a defensive player, and I think a def- I do kind of Please like the say. idea of getting them some oh, edge I help. You're going to go running, but back. instead, instead I'm going to pick a guy that I've sort of, I've kind of started to really like purely off the back of one video on YouTube, which is never, <laughs> never the, the best, best way. way. <laughs> yeah, never the best. And I've I've had discussions with friends of the show, Toby Smythe, about this guy and his his short arms. <laughs> um, oh, so it's a lineman then. It is a lineman. It's Tevin Jenkins. I, I, I just let's get some more help for Tua. Let's just no, let's absolutely. just keep keep protecting him. I think that's what just it, just picture a scene. You've already you've already drafted Chase. You've given him that weapon. Obviously Parker's there. There's some other other tools as well. Then Tevin Jenkins just kind of adding his like ferocity into the into the mix. I think is. It's going to be lovely and just give Tua some help. So it's not a particularly sexy pick, but I, I've i literally forgotten who it was. Oh, it's Brett Coleman did, a, did an incredible yeah. video on him that was obviously kind of allayed some of the fears about his arm size, but I think he's just going to be a, an exciting guy. So looking forward to seeing him play. Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree with you. I think, that, I think that actually that is exactly where they should go. They should go offensive line with that pick. Um, the edge... I, the edge talent I don't think is quite there around then um, so yeah that's that's kind of where I'd go I've now got the Washington football team and other than the glaring need at quarterback it's kind of an alright team like they, they did okay yeah they're on the right path aren't they they I think they, they probably need receiver help um, but I'm not sure if that's where I go here just because of how the board looks um 
I think that probably needs to probably need enough. There's there's some good. There's Christian Darashaw, who I think I don't think you can ever have enough offensive tackles. Um, there's good. There's good linemen in this draft. Yeah, I, I Darashaw's sitting there, and for me, he's um, kind of way out of position in terms of who's been taken and what's left. So I think I'm going. Um, yeah, I think I'm going Christian Darashaw out of Virginia Tech, offensive tackle. Tom, who have you got for the Bears? <sighs> they need. They definitely need help. Skill position wise, I, I would say, you know, Alan Robinson kind of doing doing it all on on his own. Uh, I think probably well, they've roped in the red rifle to come in at, at quarterback. I don't think that's going to kind of do the do the business for them uh, medium term either. Uh, it's tricky, really, because I think the wide receiver we've discussed it is the value there. I mean, you're probably looking at, at Bateman or maybe Tony out of Florida. Um, defensive side of the ball also also need help. Um, I mean, two minds really with with with, with this selection. I don't think, as I say I don't think there's an obvious selection to make in terms of quarterback, receiver. I'm, I'm going to go for I'm going to go in this in the secondary, uh, and I'm going to keep the keep the theme keep the theme going. I'm going to take the the second of the, uh, the the sons of former NFL players. I'm going to take Asante Samuel Jr. At number twenty for the for the Bears. Ooh. Have you taken him just because you recognise his name? Primarily, yeah. <laughs> and I think I do think um, I do think the Bears, you know, having lost, you know, they, they've lost they've lost Fuller. I think that they they do need some some help in that in that secondary. And as I say, yeah. I think the value, you know, rec- receiver is a, the obvious is the obvious option, but I don't think at, 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 at twenty that's necessarily the right decision. Yeah. Um, okay, so Colts, Colts here, and I think that they've got a kind of loaded roster. I, I like their roster. Um, the one question mark I have is what happens to that receiving core if T.Y. Hilton goes down or can't be, because he he did start to pick up production towards the end of last year, and I, that to me really did help matters. Um, and you've just made a big trade for Carson Wentz. You want to put him in a good position to succeed. So I would be adding another pass catch around here. Uh, Rashad Bateman is my next guy off the board. So that is where I'm going to go. Can't argue with that. Um, look, it's Tennessee up next. And I want a defensive player. I think they just need to need to improve that. I I don't 100%. I really don't like... I really don't like the defensive lineman this year. Um, mm. Especially, I think the tackles are absolute trash. I've seen Barmore talked about, but I'm not that bothered. Um, There's no one I've seen who's like really kind of leapt off the page and been like, you must go get this guy. I still think we have a couple of good corners out there, and I think you can never have too many. So I'm going to take from Northwestern, Greg Newsom, the second. Another corner. I just need, I'm not, I just think we need corners. At, at, in Tennessee, so we'll we'll take that. So you're back on the clock with the gangrene. Yeah. So um, they again are a team that just need help everywhere. Let's make the Jets exciting again. Let's make them an entertaining team to watch. Let's give them one of the best offensive weapons in this draft. Let's give them Najee Harris. Wow! First back Ooh. off the board. Okay, I'm running back in the first round. Um, I don't particularly like going running back in the first round, but I think that where we are in the draft, I think Najee Harris is one of the few elite talents left. And I, and I, I truly believe that. I think the guy can, can dominate both out of the backfield and lining up out wide as a wide receiver. He's got an incredible skill set. Um, and someone I really believe made that Alabama offense truly like undefendable in the last two years he i think he was the kind of glue that held it all together rather than the quarterback situation rather than the elite receivers i think Najee harris on the ground and if you watch alabama play every time it got tough it was Najee harris on the ground who'd always bail them out yeah i think harris is a very 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 interesting player heard heard an interesting comp earlier with uh with with harris and if he turns into half the player this guy was matt forte 
was a guy that I heard kind of likened to, to that skill set that Harris kind of brings to the table, kind of particularly in, yeah. in, the, in the receiving game he's as well, a, with, and particularly with the size. He's a bit bigger. Forte was six yeah. to spot. Forte was a bigger player than you think, though. Like he's six he? two. I always think. Yeah, Forte is a big okay, was a big bat, yeah, but just yeah. had such skill, you know, in the in the receiving game. And I think I mean, look I, again, tape that I've kind of seen of Harris is very very limited, but I heard that kind of anecdotally and was a big, big fan of Matt Forte back in the day. He was a hell of a player. Yeah. Um, so you have the Pittsburgh Steelers now, Tom. Um, yeah, and, and who... funny, funny you've gone, Harris, because I think one of the one of the biggest weaknesses of the Steelers, we spent a lot of time talking about the Steelers last season as they jumped out to that kind of 11-0 start on the season. I mean, they couldn't run the... They could not run the football for Toffee last season. I think Connor, you know, realised perhaps what they, what they had there wasn't quite the player that they, they hoped he was, but... The offensive line was 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 disappointing, and obviously there have been big changes uh, in 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 the off season. Pouncey's retired. I think a couple of um, their tackles. I think Villanueva's gone, uh, left in free agency. Um, albeit I think it's still kind of un, un, unsigned. So I think for me the decision yeah. with the Steelers is is between a kind of running back. Uh, and a uh, an offensive lineman. Uh, Steelers haven't taken a running back for, for for over a decade. The last time they took a running back in the first round, I think it was Mendenhall, and that didn't necessarily kind of work out tremendously. And Etienne is probably the next guy up uh, in the running back position, but I'm not sure that the Steelers will go back in the first round. I think they'll back themselves, no pun intended, to get one later in in the draft so i'm going to go with with an offensive lineman so remind me who's gone so shul's gone slater's gone jenkins is gone have we have we lost kind of darasaur or mayfield yet yeah we've we've lost we've lost darasaur it's pro it's probably in terms of value here you're looking more interior offensive linemen who who are the good ones you've got uh vera tucker out of usc as a guard mm. or you've got creed humphrey out of oklahoma as a center uh, both of them would be the top-rated guys at their respective positions, and um, and you talk about Pouncey retiring, maybe Creed Humphrey there is the replacement. Well, I think if we're looking at kind of getting getting the running game going, maybe maybe we do need to kind of focus on an on an interior player. So if you've got best guard available in the draft, Steelers have, have had some kind of good form. I think picking guards. Did they did they not pick De Castro yeah. in in the first round? I think. Maybe a few, maybe a few going back a few years in the guard position. So let's take the chap out of USC. Let's go yeah. for Vera Tucker. Yeah, back on it with the Jags. Um, you going to be exciting or you going to be boring? Got to give Lawrence some help, huh? I think I do. I think I do, but it's exactly who I go for is the issue. Um, the player I, the player I would actually put as the next next sort of receiver off the board, I don't think is the right fit. Annoyingly. And uh, I'm going to take. This is annoying me. I'm going to take Rondale Moore. I love Rondale Moore. I think he's great. I he he for the record wasn't the person I was talking about earlier because I don't think he'll make the second round. No, uh, no, no. It's not the guy I'm talking about. Isn't that guy either? Uh, okay, so Ron, Rondale Moore, um, a fantastic kind of do it all receiver. Um, can play a little bit out of the backfield as well as a running back. Um. Just some someone's game who I really like and uh, has seemed seemed to got a really good attitude. Went to Purdue when had offers from bigger schools just so he could be the star, and because he wants to carry a team on his back. Um, and yeah, I just I, I really like him. I think there's just something about him that, that makes me believe in him. Um, so I've got the Cleveland Browns up next, um, and I think there are, there are two defensive players who I think are, are falling a little bit, um, and it's. Zaven Collins out of Tulsa and Aziz uh, Ojolari out of Georgia and I just I think both of them linebackers one plays more inside one outside but I from the tape I've seen Zaven Collins is the guy who stands out to me on tape is kind of a do-it-all inside linebacker can play off a bit off the edge a bit in the middle kind of wherever and just I think would add an extra element to that defense give him a bit of a defensive weapon um, someone who can kind of just do everything. So that is where I'm going to go. Because I think the defense is, I think what the Browns really need is someone who can just create a bit more chaos and they can get a few more turnovers and make a few more big plays. Um, so yeah, Zaven Collins out of Tulsa is where I'm going. Is Phillips still available? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's me. So this is a guy I did consider for Jacksonville as well. And to be honest, 
I, I just think I think the Ravens is he's exactly exactly what they need. And again, this isn't the receiver. I'm I'm, going, I'm picking a lot of receivers here. This isn't the receiver that I thought that that, that you would like, Sam. But Terrace Marshall from LSU. He's six two. I think he just add a bit more to that offense alongside um, Marquise Brown. Bit more size, kind of a bigger kind of slot sort of guy. For the I record, think... Terrence Marshall is exactly who I was thinking of. I think that he is <laughs> oh, okay. someone. He is someone who I think compares nicely as a bit of a, a Justin Jefferson light. Uh, played in the, basically the same position as he did. He was very productive, but not quite at, at Jefferson's level. Um, but he he really took on kind of um, the bulk of the receiver position without having either Jamar Chase, who sat out the year, or um, or Justin Jefferson in the side this year. And I think yeah, I think he's just someone who I think is I think he's a bit under the radar. Right. So uh, in a weird uh, in a weird twist of fate, I'm I'm picking for the Saints and actually have to select someone that I think will be good rather than picking a bum. What was wasn't a coincidence? Tom. Wasn't a coincidence. A coincidence. There, there there we go. Um, so I think I think the Saints for me they need they need somebody to complement Michael Thomas. I think playing playing in the division that they're that they're playing in. I think they didn't put up. I know Breeze was was clearly kind of over the hill last season, but I don't think they kind of had that that second weapon with Thomas spent so much of the season injured. So so I'm going to go for a, a wide receiver here. I think oh, corner is a is another <laughs> another option. Uh, but I'm going to take uh, Kadarius Tony, Florida. Bulls <laughs> at, at, at 28 for for the Saints. As I, said, I think Winston is 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 winning that job. Uh, much to SLG's chagrin, but I think it's Winston's job there. Oh, there's no chagrin. I just, I, I, I think he's perfectly capable. Uh, um... So yeah, so I'm gonna take Tony. I'm gonna take Tony out of Florida. Give, uh, give the Saints some some additional playmakers to help out Michael Thomas. I mean, I, I really did think, and uh, I, I kind of knew that what you'd do there is give give your boy a weapon to work with. He's still your boy. Yeah, no, I'm still. I know it's gonna be very difficult this season. <laughs> I do like Jameis. Uh, but yeah, times change. Uh, speaking of Jameis, just a quick one. I saw a clip of him um, saying how he outworks every other person at his position in the NFL. I enjoyed uh, that. He's saying it to a, to a camp of uh, like some kind of uh, football camp, and Dak Prescott was stood like two meters away from him and just shared a nice little awkward look. <laughs> after that. Oh, good old Jameis! Brilliant. Oh, uh, that pick's really bummed me out. I was looking forward to that. Is that who he wants uh, for the Packers? Tony... Yep, and that is the person I thought that you were talking about earlier. No, I, I do well. really like Tony, but as in, I, I, always, I, Tony is someone who I always thought would go first round. I was slightly surprised Terrence Marshall went first round, but I do like where you picked him too. I and the player, so I, I need a receiver. I, the Packers need one, and I'll be honest with you, I, the guy I'm going to pick, I think would be a better match in New Orleans than the person and I, I think ideal scenario would be a, a Tony switch but we don't have that because you've uh, you stabbed me in the back so I'm going to take Elijah Moore oh um, no from Ole Miss. <laughs> oh no that's who I was going to have uh, look doggy dog world um, no I think I think I think Moore's just the next best guy really um Right, so the Bills are up next, and it's a question of do I do I go running back, which obviously is a need for them, or do we do we try and address their defense a little bit and kind of make them have a have a bit more kind of bite to them? They've got a few good pieces uh, on it, but they just didn't really ever generate any real pressure up front. I think their their secondary is solid. Um, I quite like Tremaine Edmonds as a middle linebacker and they've got Matt Milano as well so I think what they need is an edge defender um, so I think I'm going to go for uh, Jason Owe out of Penn State he's an edge defender I think he adds pass rush and I think that's really they probably have a little bit more need for a pass rush than they do uh, for a running back but Travis Etienne there would be a good pick I like it, it's me next isn't it is me yep, next. So I'm for picking the for the Super Bowl losing Kansas City Chiefs. Um, 
I need I need offensive line help. I think that's obvious to anybody with eyeballs. So in the editing of this podcast, we actually have some breaking news, or at least was breaking during editing. Um, the Chiefs have traded away their first round pick, number 31 overall, and third rounder and fourth rounder, a 2022 fifth, in exchange for Orlando Brown for the Baltimore Ravens as well as the Ravens uh, 2021 second round pick and a 2022 sixth round pick. So the upshot means that the Chiefs address their need on offensive line and the Baltimore Ravens get another first round pick. Um, Now, as Farley wasn't available, I'm making the pick for him and he said that he would be using both of the first round picks in order to trade up and go a bit more aggressive. Um, Maybe go after a playmaker with a little bit um, a little bit more special maybe than Terence Marshall. However, if he's got the pick where it is now, he'd go edge and get Aziz Ojolari, the edge rusher out of Georgia. So I've got to, so to, round, ra- to, ra- to round it out. So Farley, Farley picking at, at 31, the, the Super Bowl losing Kansas City Chiefs. So I get to pick the Super Bowl winning world champion Tampa Buccaneers rounding out the first one. Uh, rap first round stumbling in my words there um right i was going to go for elijah moore because i think a slot receiver uh in in the efforts to kind of run it back i think the antonio brown signing is that going to happen uh but moore's been taken off the board so one area i am i am concerned about for, for the bucks is is the depth at pass rusher i think you know look jpp is is got a lot of wear on the body and you brought in Shaq Barrett on a, on a multi-year deal now but outside of those guys it, it gets very very thin very very quickly so I'm looking to shore, to shore that up and kind of think about the next few years after those guys and actually there are a number of kind of quite highly rated names that are still available the two guys out of, out of Miami uh, Jaden Phillips and, and Gregory Russo uh, and I'm going to go for, for, for one of those guys I'm going to I'm going to go for for, for Russo, um, I understand here that he was second in the nation to Chase Young with sack, total sacks in 2019, which is, is an interesting stat. Uh, incredible, incredible size at six seven, kind of two sixty plus. So, yeah, I'm going to pick him staying in state. Russo to the to the Bucks and the final pick. I'm surprised yeah. at that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have the, I do have the other Miami guy Phillips mm. over Russo, but. I, I think I do think Edge is actually the way to go. I wouldn't have gone receiver myself. Mm. I think that you've got a couple of guys who I actually quite like. I mean, I like Scotty Miller. Um, Johnson and I as like, well. Yeah, Man, I was about to say. Yeah, I, I think that I think he's good. So I I don't know. I, I think that yeah, I I I would go Edge here because if you think about it as well, like that's probably where the next guy is gonna gonna go from when you think about the team, like. Mm. Yeah, or quarterback, like but I don't think there's an obvious. No, there is. There isn't an obvious quarterback there. No one you couldn't take around later. And I think I'm the... surprised there's someone none of you've mentioned yet. Um, who who is it? Travis Etienne. Nah. I mean, I mentioned him. The, I running, mentioned the him running back for... room's too busy. Like the Bucks have got, you know, signing Bernard. That's the kind of pass catching option. We still got Vaughn from last season picked in the third rounds. Bringing back playoff mm. Lenny. I agree. I think before that some of those moves were made, I think the Bucks may have gone in that direction, but I can't see it now. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think I think the yeah Travis Etienne is is probably a, a a first round talent, but I think with the way the the running back position is valued, yeah. um, I, I I I don't know. There are a couple of spots where you could go to, um, but I do I do think that a bigger need for the Bucks and for a lot of other teams is actually it's, it lies elsewhere i think i think the bills probably make more sense um and i was also tempted to go atn over um over Najee harris um and i think that the the jets actually prefer etienne from what i've seen mm. um and not if Najee harris was there for the bills i'd go harris there just because you're a kind of bigger bulkier guy um and i think that would kind of suit running around in in buffalo a bit better than than travis etienne so i think that's that's it then guys yeah that is it um so a quick little little contest we might do i mean we usually do put a little bit of gambling tips in there somewhere 
Um, so let's um, let's hear all of your one to five. Mm. I mean, I think this is I think this is probably where if you're looking to bet, I think this is. Uh, I mean, Farley, you know better than I do, but I imagine the one to five is probably where kind of there is a little bit of money to be made, maybe. Yeah, I'm to a degree, but I think the first two picks are absolute consensus yeah. now. Like you're not realistically, they're not going to change. So it's it becomes a matter of do you believe in Mac Jones, yeah, or do you have sanity? Um, yeah, and then, and then also kind of. Um, what happens with betting markets? Are you are you you're not picking a player to a particular team. You're picking a player to a pick, aren't you? Um, in terms of trades, it's like it, you can kind of get both. Yeah, but get both. Yeah. For me, it's all about pick number. It's all about pick number four. Like I'm yeah. fairly convinced what the first three and number five will be. Okay, so all right, let's do the one to five. All right. So and right. I, if I can, I can give you the odds after. So Lawrence, yeah. easy. Yeah, so are we are we all going? Are we all starting with Lawrence Wilson? Yeah, that, that I think yeah. It, we, is this as in what we think? This is what happen. we think will happen. This is what we think will happen. Yeah, it's yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence Wilson, Wilson definitely. And then it's for me, hundred percent Fields. I think I think I'm sure Shanahan is trying to kind of, you know, had that fantastic year with RG three going back in the day to, to to when he was OC in in Washington. I think that fits the scheme so well, kind of that that zone read stuff and and the zone running. I'm convinced that that's what they've moved up for. I completely agree with you there. Um, I I just think that people saying that Mac Jones is such a natural fit there. I'm like, yes, he might be, but Fields is just better at him at everything. And I think Shanahan just, Shanahan just giving yeah, him a like player with that athletic skill. Like, just just because Shanahan has made it work with a bunch of crusty white guys doesn't yeah. mean that he needs one to make his system work. I think it works perfectly well with an athletic QB. Uh, probably even better because the bootleg is more of a more of a run pass option as well. Um, uh, I look, I'm taking Matt Jones. Okay. Well, you think it will I, be I Jones? To, I think it will be Jones. There's there's too much smoke for me to think there isn't anything in it. So who's the um, current favourite then in the betting markets? Fields or Jones at three? Fields. Fields, marginally. Fields, but it's it's it was it's on Jones for a couple of days ago. It just yeah. keeps flipping back and forth. Um, okay, so I'll go for four, and I think it's Trey Lance, regardless of which team is there. I think Trey Lance goes, and my number five as well um, so is going to be Mac Jones. I, I see one, two, three, four, five, all quarterbacks off the board straight away. Well, I'm kind of working on the basis that. The, the pick the play the team stay where they are if that okay. follows I mean, you can do that if you want but for me i right. i'm i'm putting guys into picks and worrying about what the teams will do later yeah this um, is if your cold hard cash was on it i'm worried it, about though those five and it's all five qbs in the order of uh lawrence Fe- no lawrence wilson fields lance Mark. i feel like you might get half decent odds on that i'll I'll, I'll tell you Skybet have an offer, or they have like a an, a mix up of sort of top five picks, exact order. That isn't even on offer, so mm. you might want to request that one. Mm-hmm. If the if the teams stick where they are, I'm going Lawrence to the Jags, Wilson to the Jets, Fields to the Niners, Pitts to the Falcons, and Sewell to the Bengals. As my kind of. I'm not sure the Falcons will be ready yet. To... So you picked the consensus most likely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's seven to one is the best price you can get on that. Interesting. Um, I think it's going to be Lawrence, Wilson, Jones, Fields at four, and then Saul. Interesting. Uh, well, look, I'm, I'm hugely excited for the draft. I think I've got a way to go over the next week to kind of get myself up to up to speed and, Thanks to the guys for, uh, for for their insight as as ever kind of as as, as last year not quite quite up, as with it as as I'd hoped to be so I've really enjoyed today but the one thing I wanted to kind of finish on is I love the draft but one of the reasons I love the draft is the range of bullshit bingo that you get with some of the phrases that you hear in and around the draft and I wondered like what what are your guys like favorite ridiculous phrase that you hear every year i've got a few written down here including one that i heard for the first time today so things like huge wingspan 
quicker than he is fast. I love that one. Oh, quick, no, quick, quicker than he is fast is a classic. Quicker I think than we he do is miss fast. out on some of these because we don't have the we don't have uh, the combine. But yeah. yeah, quicker than he is fast. I'm is a brilliant. big fan of intangibles. That always comes up. And this yeah. one, I never heard. I've been loved the draft for a lot of years. Never ever heard this one. Oily hips. You guys heard that one? He's got no, oily hips. Um, I couldn't I've believe what I was hearing. I've heard offensive linemen described as dancing bears, which is brilliant. <laughs> I like that. There's just it's just like it's that. just every year there's uh, I feel like losing Mike Mayock to the uh to the Raiders. He was always a linchpin of these uh these phrases and Yeah. Jeremiah tries, bless him, but he's no he's Mike not Mayock. yeah, he's not quite the same, but yeah, quicker than he is fast. I absolutely love that one. It's <laughs> just such a load of nonsense. Yep. Well look, that's been fun. If you agree with us or disagree actually we'd like to hear your disagreements more uh please let us know on twitter at hoas podcast feel free to give us lots of grief we absolutely love it and um, we'll be back nearer the season um we're gonna have have a show kind of after the draft look at free agency what teams are doing right what teams are doing wrong uh, but guys it has been a pleasure thank you very much and good night enjoy the draft guys see you guys